Chapter 11 of Rational Theology as Taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by John Andreas Widso. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 11 The Course of the Gospel on Earth the great plan provided that man should come upon earth with the memory of his past taken from him so that beginning his earth life as a child he might repeat on earth the efforts that earned for him progress in the pre-existent life even adam and eve forgot the details of their previous lives for it was necessary that all be under the same law and that no improper strength be derived by any one from the pre-existent experiences adam hears the gospel the only rational thing that could be done to spirits so placed on earth was to teach them fully the story of man's origin and destiny and the meaning and duties of the earth life the play of ignorance would not then be valid consequently soon after the first parents had been driven out of the garden of eden an angel appeared and taught adam the story of man from the first to the last day the plan of salvation including the atoning sacrifice of jesus the organized church the purpose and powers of the priesthood and the rights and duties of man upon earth whether within or without the church was fully unfolded adam the first earth pupil of god was taught as his first lesson the great philosophy overshadowing the existence of man when adam had been taught all this and had accepted the truth he was baptized, even as men are baptized today, and he entered into all the other ordinances of the gospel, and was given full authority through the priesthood conferred upon him to officiate in God's name in all matters pertaining under the great plan to the welfare of man. The First Dispensation As children and children's children came to Adam, he taught them carefully all that had been taught him, so that the knowledge of the law might remain upon the earth. The ordinances of the gospel were practiced, the righteous were organized into the church, even as today, and the authority of the priesthood was transmitted by Adam to his children, and by them to their children, so that the precious gift might not be lost. In those days the church was probably fully organized, according to the patriarchal order, at least in the days of Enoch, the seventh from Adam, it seems quite clear that the church was established with all of its essential parts. The activity in behalf of the gospel, which began with Adam and continued until Noah at the time of the great flood, is ordinarily known as the first dispensation of the gospel. The First Apostasy From the beginning of his earth career, Adam retained his free agency. God, directly or through agents, might teach and command, but Adam, a free agent, had the right to accept or reject as seemed him best. Adam's children likewise, though taught by the patriarch of the race of the way of righteousness, could accept or reject for themselves whatever was taught them. Free agency was with man in that early day as it is now. The descendants of Adam soon began to exercise the free agency some for and many against the great plan. Cain exercised his free agency in the murder of Abel. 
As time went on, large numbers departed from the truth concerning man's place in the universe, as taught by Adam, and refused to accept the gospel. Concurrently with the establishment of the church in the first dispensation, there was, therefore, a first great apostasy. It is ever so, it has ever been so, and will ever be so, that in a world of intelligent beings, possessing free agency, some will accept, and some will reject the truth. No doubt, in the process of time, truth will triumph, and all may be brought to understand the will of God. But the conquest is attended by many temporary departures from the truth. Nevertheless, Adam, and those who remained true to his teachings, continued, faithfully, to teach to others the eternal truths, so that they might perchance be made to return to the great truth which they had so lightly cast aside. THE LATER DISPENSATIONS the first apostasy culminated in the flood, which was sent because of the violence of the first apostasy and the corruption of men. As far as known, only Noah and his immediate family were preserved. In them, however, was represented all the blood of the world. To the new race, Noah explained fully that the flood was due entirely to the wicked hardness of the hearts of the people, and their refusal to accept eternal truth or to respect the authority of God and that it was necessary, should calamity be avoided, to live in accordance with the great plan. To them all the gospel was taught in its purity. Nevertheless, it was only a short time before apostasy again occurred among many. The free agency of man cannot be curbed, yet probably there has not been since the flood such utter corruption as prevailed during the first apostasy. From the days of the flood, God or his messengers have appeared on earth at various times to restore the truth or to keep it alive in the hearts of the faithful so that man might possess a full knowledge of the gospel and that the earth might never need to be without the story of the great plan and the authority of the priesthood. For instance, Melchizedek, the high priest, possessed a full measure of the authority of the holy priesthood. To Abraham, God and his angels appeared and endowed him with the authority of God so on down the course of time there are numerous instances of the appearance of god to men to help the children of men to a perfect understanding of the great truths that must be understood and obeyed if men are to continue in their progressive development it is not known how many men and women at various times have received such visitations but it is probable that hosts of men and women at various times even when the church has not been organized have received and used the truth of life as embodied in the great plan. The Dispensation of the Meridian of Time In the course of human history, and in accordance with the great plan, Jesus, the Son of God, appeared on earth to atone for the act of Adam and Eve, who fell, that men might be. This is called the Dispensation of the Meridian of Time. Jesus did live on earth, and gave his life, so that mortal bodies may rise from the grave and pass into an eternal existence beyond the reach of corruption. During the sojourn of Jesus on earth, he devoted himself to a restatement of the gospel, including the story of the past and the present and the hope of the future. At no time since the days of Adam had the gospel been so fully taught and made so simply clear to the understanding as in the days of Jesus. 
under the teachings of the Savior, the Church was re-established in order and completeness. The Great Apostasy After the ascension of Jesus, the Church remained for some time fully organized. Thousands flocked to it, and the people lived in accordance with the doctrines taught by the Savior. Soon, however, history repeated itself. In the right of their free agency, men refused in many cases to obey the laws and ordinances of the gospel, and more often changed them to suit their own convenience. Such departures from the truth became more numerous and more flagrant as time wore on, until error permeated the whole church. At last, about six hundred years after Christ, the gospel laws and ordinances had become so completely warped that it was as if the church had departed from the earth. The authority of the priesthood no longer remained with the church. This was the great apostasy. From that time, complete darkness reigned for many centuries. In those days, however, many honest men could see that the truth was not upon the earth, and hoped that the simple principles of the gospel might again be correctly practiced by man. Among such men were Luther and many others, who used their best endeavors to show the people that error ruled. At last many were awakened, and the days of the Reformation began. The Reformation was a period of preparation for the last restoration of the gospel on earth. Many years were required before the darkness of centuries could be lifted from the souls of men. The Restoration Finally, as men broke through the darkness, as intelligence became diffused among all men, and as liberality of thought grew and became respected, the world was ready for the eternal truth. Again the gospel was restored with the authority of the priesthood and the organization of the church. On an early spring day in the year 1820, in the woods of western New York, God the Father and God the Son appeared to a fourteen-year-old boy named Joseph Smith, who had faithfully asked for divine help. Through the instrumentality of this boy, guided constantly by God, the church was re-established, the authority of the priesthood again conferred upon many men, and a fullness of knowledge pertaining to man's place in the universe offered to all who would listen. In time, the church was organized precisely as was the primitive church, and more fully than at any other time in the history of the world. This was the Great Restoration. Vital Facts The Gospel was fully taught to the first man, who in turn taught it to others. The Church was organized from the beginning. An apostasy dimmed men's knowledge of the Gospel and undermined the Church. The full truth was repeatedly restored. At least four times has a complete statement of the Great Plan been made to the people of the earth, at the time of Adam, of Noah, of Jesus Christ, and of Joseph Smith. Consequently, the gospel has been on the earth and within the reach of men practically during the whole course of the earth's history. The fundamental truths of the great plan were taught to Father Adam, and since that time have been scattered broadcast over the earth. This wide dissemination of the truth in all ages explains the fact that practically every life philosophy proposed by man contains some of the truths of the gospel. In every system of theology and in every sect there is a certain measure of truth, for all have drawn from the one fountain. All, no doubt, seek for truth and believe that they have found it. 
but in fact they have only fragments picked up here and there and worked into a system the full truth must encompass the complete philosophy of man and the universe including the authority to act for god in the working out of the plan those who thus accept the whole plan constitute the church of christ in the churches of the world there is much of truth and consequently none is wholly wrong though at times the truth has been so warped that it appears worse than untruth in the matter of full truth and of authority however do the church and its imitators differ absolutely there can be no duplicate set of truth and no double seat of authority it is clear that free agency for which the heavenly battle was waged is in full operation upon the earth at first sight it may seem that lucifer's plan would have been best for by it all men in spite of themselves would have been given the earth experience and kept in the righteous path that leads to salvation yet the origin of man and the doctrine that he can advance only by self-effort make it unthinkable that he should allow himself to be as it were blindfolded and then compellingly directed by some greater power men are directed no doubt by beings of higher intelligence but in that directing our wills must be allowed to play their part there can be no real satisfaction if it were possible in the advancement which has been forced upon man lucifer's plan was impossible it must also be remembered that men are not necessarily evil because they do not accept the gospel some find it impossible to understand the truth because their hearts are so set upon other things and others have been led by their free agency in one direction whereas the gospel would lead them in another nevertheless though men are not evil because they refuse to accept the gospel they retard themselves of necessity when they fail to obey the law and thereby they invite upon themselves the punishment that comes without fail to all who are not in full harmony with the great controlling universal laws. End of chapter 11